Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Lost Ladies of Lit mini episode. I'm Kim Askew here with my co-host, Amy Helms. I'm excited about today's topic, actually, Kim. You sort of know, I think, about my particular love of nonfiction, quote unquote, survival books, right? Yeah, it's kind of an area where we diverge in taste. Right. I'm into it. You're not. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking like polar expeditions, Ernest Shackleton, Lost City of Z, all that kind of stuff. And there's a couple of titles just recently out that I'm very excited for. One's called Wanderlust, Eccentric Explorer, An Epic Journey, A Lost Age. And it's by Reed Mittenbuehler. I can't wait to read this. There's another one called The Wager, A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, and Murder by David Gran. And he also wrote Lost City of Z. So yeah, all these books about people out in the wild on their own, exploring uncharted waters. Wait, have you read have you read Patrick Lee Firmer? No. Oh my God. I think our tastes will converge in this. He was an adventurer. I think he was a spy at one point. He's like an early 20th century kind of guy. And oh, you would love this. I have some of his books and his writing won tons of awards, but a lot of his adventures took place like around World War One, World War II. I something. love it. Yeah. Oh, you would totally love it. I don't even like to go camping, really. So it's oh, I know. very funny that I, <laughs> I know. I, I know. I'm the same. We Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm the same. It's something that I kind of like to read in my uh-huh. cozy living room, witnessing somebody else who has just kind of tested the outer limits of human endurance. You know, how much your body can take, how much your mind can take, because a lot of it's a mind game. Yeah. Anyway, that's not even what the topic of today's episode is really about. <laughs> no. But it is related because sometimes the most fraught journey is simply making it to adulthood. Hell yeah. So I've just happened to read a number of memoirs by people who survived very unusual, traumatic, or deeply troubled childhoods. And for the sake of this episode, I just decided to call them hard knock life memoirs. And there is kind of a connection, the idea of how much you can take psychologically. Mm -hmm. You know that Tolstoy line, all happy families are alike. All unhappy families are unhappy in their own unique way. Of course. Yes. That's true. And that's why these books always make for fascinating reads, if told the right way by a gifted writer, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. So right off the top of my head, I'm thinking of some classic works. I'm thinking Maya Angelou's I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. There's Angela's Ashes by Frank McCourt. There's so many. There's Um, so many books in that vein. Right. 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 So what other ones have you been reading recently? Okay. So a few of these books were absolute bestsellers that definitely our listeners will have known or read. But I run into people like, oh, have you read this? And people say, no, I never heard of it. So just on the off chance that people have never heard of these, I'm going to say them anyway. So the first one was Educated by Tara Westover. That came out a few years ago. And I'll tell you, I think I first saw it in an airport bookstore. And that's why I didn't read it. That's exactly the same for me. I thought, oh, it's just going to be mainstream. Exactly. We won't like it. I just was like, no, I'm not interested. (laughs) Um, so it was available on audiobook and I remembered my friend saying that was pretty good. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. It is so 
good. So basically the author, she was the child of fundamentalist Mormon parents who are living off the grid in Idaho. They don't trust government. They are survivalists. They don't believe in formal education, highly skeptical of the outside world. So her knowledge of the world is very insular. You cannot believe all the things that happened to her living out in the middle of nowhere with these crazy, crazy parents. Wow. And long story short, it's not a spoiler. It's like the premise of the book. She goes on to earn her PhD from Cambridge University. Oh, that is so cool. I do want to read this now. story of triumph. So I enjoyed that. So then I happened to see another one that was compared to educated. It maybe was on a list. Like if you like educated, you'll like this one again. I don't know how I didn't know about it because it was on the New York Times bestseller list for seven years. It's by Jeanette Walls. It's called The Glass Castle. Have you heard of it? You know what? Yes. I don't know anything about it. I know I must have seen it in bookstores for years because I picture the cover even. Why do we do this where we see like If we see it too much, that's what happens. If we see it too much, we just get over... It's like too much for us and we just don't want to see it because it's like being pushed too much. It seems too mainstream. So we think, yeah, if it's everywhere, it's too mainstream. Okay. So this one came out in 2005. She is a New York City journalist, like a celebrity gossip columnist, lives on Park Avenue, but her background is the complete reverse of that. Her story is unfreaking believable. You just keep saying no. There's no way. There's no way that happened. Same idea. The dad danced to the beat of his own drummer, I guess you could say. The mom was an artist. They had no money. She was hungry all the time. This one was turned into a movie kind of recently starring Woody Harrelson and Naomi Watts as the crazy parents. Um, The parents are kind of geniuses, though. It kind of like uh, both educated and The Glass Castle. What I love about them both is that they tell their story in very matter-of-fact ways. They just tell you what happened and they let the reader make the judgment calls on it. You know what I wow. mean? And that that makes it more powerful in a way. Yeah, you I don't guess. feel like they're trying to like blame someone and get you on their side. And they're not trying to milk emotions or anything like that. Because that's just... the thing I have sometimes trouble with. No. And mm-hmm. I will say also they're not upsetting to read because they did survive it. And going through it, they don't know any different. They mm-hmm. don't realize that that's not how the world is. Right. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And they always say children are so adaptable. And yeah. Like and the resilience. Like that's what you know. So that's your life. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Most of us have very comfortable mm-hmm. childhoods. But like you said, the resilience, it empowers you in a certain way. Yeah. Trial by fire and they come out of it and then they're able to draw on that in whatever way, creatively, for their lives. Yeah. And Jeanette Walls actually has a new novel out, Hang the Moon. It's set in Prohibition-era Virginia, and it's inspired by her moonshiner grandparents, who also kind of factor in the Glass Castle a little bit. So now I want to read that, too, because... Glass Castle, it's really one of the better books I've read in the past year, like not for the podcast. Okay, I definitely am going to be reading it. So, uh, I mean, you sold me completely. I I for sure want to read that as soon as possible. Yeah, and even you not liking nonfiction as much, I think you'll really, you'll find it beautiful. Yeah. Um, So what else? 
Okay, so another one that was intriguing because it involves kind of a lost lady of lit. Um, this one is called An Abbreviated Life. And the woman who wrote it, Ariel Leave, L-E-V-E. So I think that's pronounced leave or love. I'm not sure. Or Levy. She grew up on the opposite end of the spectrum from these first two books. She grew up with money. Her mother was a well-regarded American author, a kind of literary phenom. They lived in New York City. Um, Philip Roth was a big fan of the mother's work. I will say the daughter and the memoirist, she does not identify who her mother is. Oh, that is interesting. Now, obviously, the internet exists. So people have tried to figure it out. Well, you don't even have to. Oh, you just Google it and it comes up. Yeah, you can just Google it. But because the author doesn't identify her, I'm not going to identify her as well for this podcast. Google it. Follow suit. Google it if you want to. So her childhood was hard in an altogether different way. The mom was a narcissist, had boundary issues. And I would say it's an example of geniuses don't necessarily make terrific parents, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? So the book is about the trauma that she suffered as a result of being raised by this woman and then how she found a way to spiritually heal and kind of separate herself from her mother. So one more that I want to mention, because I just read it recently, once I started getting on this bandwagon, it's called North of Normal by a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's a great title. Um, The author is Sia Sunrise Person. And that name kind of might give you a little hint of what her childhood was like, because she was living with her hippie family who were very into nudity and free love and all the drugs, basically. Lived in teepees. It's set in the 70s. So again, just cuckoo anecdotes not the best situation for a young girl to be raised in. And when you think about these first books that I mentioned, you're thinking, wow, if only like a social worker could have intervened or helped get them out of these horrendous situations that they were in. When the government steps in and tries to help, it actually can be more horrific. The next book is about a young girl that gets sent to an institutional facility for foundlings. This book is called The Secret Life of Dorothy Soames by Justine Cowan. And she actually wrote this about her mother. She was raised by a British mother, very upper crust, very polished. And she comes to find out after her mother's death that she did not have that aristocratic upbringing at all. She was given up by her single mother to this foundling hospital in England, which is supposed to give them the best life possible. Well, that is not what happened to this woman at all. It is horrific. It makes Miss Hannigan's set up in Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> it makes that look like Club Med. Oh, wow. This book is interesting, though, because of Justine Cowan. She's on a journey of figuring out why did my mother and I never get along? Why did we not have a good relationship? And the answer is because of this experience that her mother went through as a child. Traumatic, very traumatic experience. Dickensian bad. Everything they did was regimented, like the military. You had to go to the bathroom all at the same time. And it was just emotionless and cold and 
the whole philosophy behind the hospital was like to create these machines basically for Britain to go on and be servants. So they didn't want them to have any emotional connections with people. They didn't oh, want them to God. be too educated. They just didn't show them any love. And as a result, all sorts of psychological stuff happened to these kids. This is a book from Virago which I didn't realize when I first started reading it. And then I saw that Lucy Scholes had a podcast. She does the Our Shelves podcast and she had the author Justine Cowan on. So if you want to learn more about this book and her mother's time in the Foundling Hospital, you can listen to that podcast episode as well. But it, it was good, but there were times when it was almost like, this is hard. Wow. This is hard to hear. What is the most heartbreaking is that the unwed mother that had given her up when World War II started. She's like, I'm in a position where I can take her again. Can I please reclaim my daughter? And they said, no, she didn't have to be there. Oh um, my God. So that yeah, there's, a, there's more to the story. That's but like it's a just, novel that it, you almost can't believe that that could be true. Wow. Yeah. All these books feel this way to mm-hmm. me though. That's why I think I've gotten into them. You keep thinking like, that can't have happened. That can't possibly mm-hmm. have happened to that person. Mm-hmm. But it did. I mean, of course, then we have other memoirs, like, remember Running with Scissors? Yeah, I know. I was going to say that earlier, because that's also maybe why I haven't been as tuned into the memoirs, because... Maybe. Yeah. 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 So... The Secret Life of Dorothy Soames gets into a little bit the idea of how these traumatic childhoods then get passed on because, you know, obviously Dorothy Generational trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had a bad childhood and then she didn't know how to be a mother because she didn't have a mother. So she didn't yeah. know how to be nurturing. She was never shown an example of it. So then yeah. her own daughter, the author of the book, has her own psychological struggles and yeah. it just goes on and on. And that is reminding me of another book that I read, um, Maud Newton's Ancestor Trouble. I want to read that so bad. She's going to be a guest coming up. Yeah, she's so. going to be a guest on the show. Yeah, I, I want to read her book because I've known her forever online. I've never met her in person, but I've known her online for years. And just with all the other books we've been reading for the podcast, I haven't had a chance, but I really want to read it. So you read it? Yeah, it's called Ancestor Trouble, A Reckoning and a Reconciliation. And it kind of ties these two ideas together. She was raised by a father that was very overbearing, racist, demanded perfection from his kids troubled in a lot of different ways. And so she goes back in time and it's like, why did he turn out that way? Is this a cycle that is going to keep continuing? And does that then affect me going forward? A lot of the book is also looking into the science of intergenerational trauma and ancestry and DNA, Mm -hmm. all the sorts of things that will help her answer that question. So it's interesting. Um, We could get into the celebrity bent of the hard knock life memoirs as well. If you remember like Christina Crawford's mommy dearest. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, oh my gosh. Joan Crawford. Yeah. yeah. I, be- I believe I read that one way back when. I think I read it too. I skimmed it quickly, but you know, watched the movie multiple times. There's something like about just, it's fascinating. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fascinating to see there's a mother daughter relationship. Yeah. And it goes back to like rich, poor, famous, um, living in the wilds of Idaho. 
everybody can have their version of this story. You know, yeah. there's another memoir by Roseanne Barr's daughter, Jenny Pentland. It's called This Will Be Funny Later. Oh, and it's huh. all, all okay. about like what it was like to grow up being her daughter. Oh, I bet that's interesting. I did not know about that one. And then there's one that I just started that I keep seeing. I think it's on the bestseller list. I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. She was a child actress. I've been seeing that everywhere and wondering about it. The title is very The title is so provocative. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what is that about? Yeah. It's the classic kind of crazy stage mom who got her daughter into basically being the breadwinner for the family and being kind of obsessed with it. Like Gypsy Rose Lee. There's another one. Yeah. Yeah, Same idea. There's a couple other ones that I want to read as well. Fun Home. You've heard of that one, right? No. You haven't? Because that got turned into a Broadway... No, I don't know this at all. Okay, so this was turned into a Broadway musical. Okay. And fun, it's short for funeral. Oh, okay. So she was raised... Her dad was a funeral home director. Okay. It's part memoir, and it's also part graphic novel, which I didn't Mm. realize. I didn't know that about it. But yeah, Mm. it inspired the Broadway musical of the same name. So the author is Allison Bechdel who created the Bechdel. I think it's called I know the name Alison Bechdel. The Bechdel test. Do you Uh know what that is? She came up with that idea of a movie needs to have two main female characters that talk to each other about something other than men. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. So that is, she wrote this book. So her dad is like closeted gay Mm -hmm. in addition to being the funeral home director. But Mm -hmm. apparently I think we would like it because it features a ton of literary illusions as well. Sounds like that's what I've read about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that I think that would make it interesting for us. Okay. Um, There's another one. Somebody's daughter uh, by Ashley C. Ford. Oh, Ashley Ford. Yeah. Ashley. Oh, you know, I I follow, I've followed her for years. I don't know if she's even on Twitter anymore, but I've followed her for years. Okay. I remember her talking about that. I knew her book had come out and everything. Yeah. 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 And it's like her father is incarcerated and she doesn't know why. And and it's her trying to figure it out. Figure it out. Yep. Yeah. I've been curious about that one for sure. And then finally, and I'm going to bring it full circle because there's one more that I was interested in. Um, it's called The Wild Truth by Kareen McCandless. She is the sister of Chris McCandless from that book, Into the Wild. He yeah. was the guy that went off in the school bus, the John yeah, Krakauer yeah. book. Yeah. Um, so she's his sister. Oh. She tells about their childhood and what actually prompted Christopher McCandless to go out in the wilderness. They had a horrible childhood. She goes yeah. into more detail about why he felt the need to escape oh, from it all. Interesting. So that just brings me full circle a little bit in terms of now we're back to a actual survival wilderness it's story. It's all coming together. Marrying my two loves here. Yeah. So listeners, I recommend all of those books that I mentioned. I don't want to say they're entertaining, but they're just gripping. I, I guess that's the word. And if you have any other ones, any other favorites, tell us some of your other hard knock life memoirs that you suggest and I will check them out. Yeah. And we will list all of the books that we mentioned on our website, lostladiesoflit.com. We'll probably be talking about it in our Facebook forum. There's a lot of fun conversation going on there. 
And I should mention too, like it makes me very grateful. We all felt probably that we had challenges in our childhood, things that were Mm -hmm. hard. But when you read these, you're like, by comparison, I was very fortunate. Yeah, you're calling up your parents and being like, thanks. Appreciate you, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Thanks for not making me go live in a Quonset hut. Yeah. If you're listening, dad, I love you. You did come up with a lot of interesting ideas, but they weren't to this level. It wasn't quite to that level. No, no, not at all. all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. We'll be back next week with another Lost Lady Lit. Our theme song was written and performed by Jenny Malone, and our logo is designed by Harriet Grant. Lost Ladies of Lit is produced by Amy Helms and Kim Askew. 